Hello, this is Chad of the Zick and Wick podcast. If you don't know, I am Wick. Today we will be covering the first episode of The Mandalorian, a television show on Disney+. On the show, we will tend to cover most things Star Wars. For context, this was recorded on the morning immediately after the premiere of the show. With all of that out of the way, let's start the show. Hello! My name's Chad. And I am Zach. And we are... I don't I don't know if we have a name. We'll come up with a name later. Zach Wack. Or Zach Wack. Zach Wack. Zach Wick. <laughs> so, so, so to start, um, I was pretty excited for this. I, were you excited? I I don't know. Maybe I'm you know just a little little crazy for Star Wars. A little hungry. No, I was no, I I was very hungry for Star Wars. I've been uh, listening to the uh, uh, Resistance Reborn audiobook recently. It's kind of gotten me a little pumped. Some of the audiobooks in the last couple months haven't been that great, and and the Resistance TV show is um, mediocre at best. Um, so I was ready for Ooh. I was ready for some uh, good Star Wars action, and this. Uh, uh, this seemed to deliver on that. Nice. So, okay, let's just um, uh, talk about. Did do you feel like there is a need to understand the greater world in which this is set in order to go into it and understand what's happening? I or think, I think. I think it's a lot like um, it's almost a lot like anything that's connected, like Marvel, like. Disney, they've done already Star Wars. They've done a pretty good job of making it that if you're just watching it as a standalone film, I'll kind of I'll compare it to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. You didn't, nobody really knew about that movie when it came in. Uh, nobody knew about the characters, but if you just jumped in, you enjoyed it, you had a good time with the movie. But if you knew stuff about the series, you got all these Easter eggs and references that were that just make you all warm and fuzzy on the inside. That uh, is that a little extra of, but I don't think you, and I don't, I, I couldn't catch a lot of stuff with this if you were just a casual Star Wars fan with this episode, that you were going to be just fine jumping in, you weren't missing a whole lot. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I, well, when we start going through the details of the episode, um, I wonder if there's something that you might have picked up that I didn't pick up. So we'll, we'll save that for later. Um, okay. But okay, so the setting just to, to set the set the scene is um what ten years after the the f- episode four, I think it's or well, episode yeah, about seven. It's it's I believe it's five four, years five, after six. episode. It's uh five years after Return of the Jedi, so it's about eight nine years after A New Hope. So okay, it's so the Empire has been defeated for the five years. Um, that's I think that's. That's what I've read is where the starting point is. Correct. So twenty five years before um, the new, right? The Force Awakens. The Force so Awakens. There's no, yeah. There's no. Um, there's no first order yet, but there are. I mean, as you saw in the episode, there are remnants of the Empire. There's little, like, there's little factions of thing, people like on the, in the outer rim territories and all that that are still, trying to live like the empire or using empire type uh weapons or people or armor and 
it's still being used, but it's the empire doesn't exist anymore. Yes, yes. Okay, overall, um, uh, so did you feel like you needed to know about the Mandalorians and so the Mandalorians is a big, big uh, piece of what I think is it Rebels or um. So the first time they really go in, yeah, Mandalorian, I mean, obviously the first appearance of a Mandalorian is Boba Fett, which we're actually really not even sure he's a real Mandalorian, him or, or his dad, Jango Fett. It's just they wear the armor, but it's never been confirmed if they're actually Mandalorians. But the first time they actually, in any canon stuff that they go into Mandalorian history is in the Clone Wars. I'm not sure which season they started in, but it's a it's kind of a recurring theme. Um, and they actually go to the world that they're from Mandalore and they have a bunch of series arcs on it and they go through a little bit of the, a little bit of the history. That's where they do the most. Okay. Probably where they do the biggest deep dive into Mandalorian history and culture. So the, um, like the blade, the dark blade, was that in rebels or is that in the, clone wars? The, the dark saber, it was actually, it was in both. It started in, it was, it made its first appearance in clone wars and then came back in the, um, in rebels okay so we know we know that zach here is the expert and i am the the virgin coming into this well i mean i have some background I just don't didn't watch much of the tv shows yeah i've pretty much watched all the i've watched all the clone wars episodes once maybe twice um watched all the rebels episodes listened to a bunch of the books i don't think there's really any books any of the canon books anything from like 2015 on that really go into mandalorians there are some there are some comic books i haven't really read the comic books i've i've read some synopsises of them but i haven't really gotten into any of the comic books but tv shows movies books i'm pretty much up to speed on okay so uh i think that sets the scene for for the show itself um some general comments about the about the show that I've noticed, you know, that I thought were cool, is the production value seems very high, like almost yeah. movie quality. Some of the CGI is not like movie quality, but it still feels much, much higher than a, you know, a TV show, even like an HBO show. So did you, so this is, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't have the reference point. Mm -hmm. How was the production quality slash CGI comparing it to that show? So the, the production quality in terms of just how, the cinematography in this is very good. Like you, you can tell that they're they are um, they have a vision and they're using high quality cameras and the the production design is 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 of good quality. Um, some of the set pieces I feel like are okay. They're 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 just above TV quality. So when you're watching Game of Thrones in the early seasons. You know, some of the stuff feels, you know, it's above average, but towards the end of the of the series, they start spending a lot of money on the battles and stuff. So it's not fair to compare it to that. Like this, this the set pieces aren't as big as the Game of Thrones set pieces towards the end of the season. Um, but in terms of the CGI, so that they started spending a lot of money on the CGI in Game of Thrones towards the end. Um, and there's a lot of uh, CGI uh, assets, I guess you'd say. In in this, there's you know there's a handful of things that are you know CGI that they they look good, but they they don't they don't 
it's it's hard to compare. It's not fair to compare it to the most expensive show that's ever been created. <laughs> right. Uh, and really what popped in my head is it seems um, while I was watching it, it's definitely not as good as, uh, say, watching the newer movies like Force Awakens or Last Jedi. Um, it's it's better than the ori- than the prequel trilogy, like all the CGI they did in the um, mm-hmm. for episode one, two, and three. It's better than that, but it's not up to up to the par of what we're getting in movies today. So it's probably like equivalent to like a movie made in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something like that. Yeah, I I think it. So the CGI might be you know maybe around that time period. But I still feel the the production design and the and the 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 look of the show is excellent. But the CGI, you can still tell that oh that, that thing is not real. That's not real. It doesn't yeah. take me out too much, but you know I do notice it. Yeah, I thought the the um, just the landscape, the scenery, that all looked that looked beautiful. That looked like almost uh, you remember the movie Arrival. Yes, um, I was actually was, just was watching that yesterday. But yeah, it's that 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 cinematography was something that's kind of it's eye popping, and this this had that same kind of quality for all the the background shots. And um, so you know, the thing about Star Wars that 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 really um works for me is that you know it's action. It tends to uh you know you 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 have a a group of people that you care about. So far, we haven't really had a you know, a group of people in this show, we have just the Mandalorian and then the kind of quirky characters that he runs into, um, so far, uh, and and blended in that is, you know, notes of humor and, and, and fun stuff. So in this episode, we come across, let me see if I, you'll, you'll have to let me know if you know the name of the races or of these characters, the gland man, I think it, they said his name, the, their race is like yeah. a fledging mithril. I, I have a hard time with the, the races. There's and there's so many, and they kind of look similar. There weren't a lot that really like popped out to me that I, I just remember exactly what those guys are. Like I remember the, Ithor, the I think they're the Ithorians, or the ones with the really long, fun faces. Um, uh, but, like there's, I just, I have a hard time remembering the race. I know I've seen a few of them before, um, but they're not... The, the names don't pop to the front of my my head, but so and are they races or are they species? Like, can you? Yeah, yeah, races isn't the right word. It's different species of of aliens. Okay, so there's okay, they can't cross. Um, but I thought that well, they... I I you'd say that, but uh, they do uh, they do they bring that into Rebels where uh, uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched Rebels where uh, a human and a uh, whatever Hera's character is, the ones with the, the long, the long tails out the end. Yeah, um, I, I know the name. It's just not escaping me, or it's just escaping me right now. But they uh, they have a kid together, so there's obviously some interspecies mingling that happens somewhere along the line. That's that's canon. So, well, just a just a little fun side note. Okay, 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 okay. So moving along, the the gland man. I thought he was pretty funny. He I think it's called a fledging mithril. Uh, I wrote that note here. He, he he was getting a little bit tiresome towards the end. I was like, just kill this guy already. And of course, they end up putting him in a what do they call that thing? The oh the uh, um, carbon freeze. Carbon freeze. I was very excited to see 
all the carbon frozen people in the back of the ship. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He has a, his own portable unit that he can just uh, make quick work of people on the on the go. And did you notice that like they have a, um, I guess they do this so often that they have a mechanism to connect the the carbon frozen um, individuals, like in a in a daisy chain. Yeah. Yeah, almost like a yeah. It's almost like they they've got their own little hangers that they can yeah. They're all connected and they bring them out together. And they've sweet. obviously been working been working on this technology a little bit. <laughs> all right. Um, it so who who else did we run into? We ran into this pink dude. Uh, I don't know what type of what 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 species he is, but I thought his so, voice that was Nick Nolte. I think oh, was. Nick Dolce. Oh, the guy who was helping him like learn how to ride the what I thought was gonna be a dewback. The that's the big thing from that Obi Wan rides in. Um, actually, I guess they never show him riding it in episode four. They show him riding it in Rebels. That they have the same type of creature, just bigger in Tatooine. I thought that's what it was gonna be, but it's a totally different species called. It was called a blurb. Is that what it was called? In this episode, in this uh, show. Yeah, the big horse thing. That yeah, made, I don't, uh, I, I, something with the B. I didn't catch it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a blurb, but yeah. Did you so, notice who? Yeah, did you notice who the uh, the droid was? Yeah, that was Taika. I I I I'd already knew that was coming, but I thought that was a good. They they used his uh, personality well on him. Yeah, I I liked the droid a lot. I and I was you know I was laughing. I didn't realize immediately who he was. Until uh-huh. until the credits rolled. Yeah, if you haven't watched the episode, he does get uh, he does get shot at the end. I'm hoping they he makes a comeback, but I'm sure he, I'm sure they'll find a way to bring him back in. They just just a droid, so they can repair him. Yeah, yeah, I, he probably will come back. I, yeah. you know, he he's so busy, but you know, this is just voice work, so I'm sure he's able to to spend a little bit of time on this show. And I believe he's, uh, if I remember right, he's. Uh, directing a few episodes, isn't he? Taika? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's directing an episode or two. Oh, I did not know that. This episode was directed by Dave Filoni, the king himself. Yes, it was. King, king! Um, Yeah, it was his his premiere live-action his directorial debut. Everything he's done up to this point has been animated. Yeah, I'm sure John Favreau helped him out, and I don't know. I don't. I doubt Dave Filoni needs a lot of help. Um, yeah. He's probably been on set a number of times, and you know, directing uh, can sometimes just be knowing the characters and telling them where to, you know, insight into uh, their perspective, where they should, what they should feel in in the scene. And they can also get help from like a lot of times they'll get they'll have like a technical uh, assistant director that will help with some of the more technical stuff. Um, and I'm sure he can pick up on all the technical stuff afterwards. I don't know. Maybe he's done some other. So he, do you know this is for a fact that this is his live action directorial yep. debut? Yep, it is. Yeah, they that was one of the big. Uh... Things they talked about at celebration at uh, any kind of convention they've been in that this is going to be this was his first live action thing and it's it's a long time coming. I mean he's he's uh, if you guys don't know who he is he's he's the heart and soul of Lucasfilm. He's 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 basically the next version of George Lucas, just probably a little bit less off the wall. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a he's a character, but he balances his quirkiness with professionalism, and you can tell that he's a great leader, and people tend to just enjoy being around him. I uh, I heard an interview with one of the cast members. It might have been Gina Car. I can't remember her last name. The, uh, the, the chick from the from MMA Deadpool. fighter. Yeah. Um, she had no idea who he was going into this because she wasn't really a Star Wars fan, and she's just like, "Oh, who's that?" When they she first got on set, um, they're just all talking. It's like, "Oh, who's that? They, who's that really funny guy? He's just really charismatic and and fun to talk to." And then she later learned that he's Dave Filoni and who he is, and that he's the king of Star Wars. So she just she couldn't talk about how much just respect she gained for him just throughout the process. Yeah, yeah, very well liked. Yeah. Uh, would yeah. love to meet him one day, just hang out, have a beer, or, you know, whatever. What's the drink of choice? Yeah, blue, some blue milk. Yes, yeah, or green milk, your choice. Oh yeah, what's, so blue milk is from what, and green milk is from? Uh, blue milk is from Tatooine. At least that's the that's what we saw it from. And then green milk is from Octo, where Luke was milking those things on the side of the beach. Okay. All right, Zach. Uh, some closing remarks anything else on well wait is there anything you did not like from the episode um no i like the um there's nothing i can really say that i didn't like i think they did go a little heavy with the the uh the callbacks uh, the easter eggs at the beginning um but i mean yes and no like i i really like it was i was 50 50 on it it was like well it just depends what mood you're in if you really want the old stuff it's like they had the the monkey lizard getting roasted they had the um imperial credits the stormtroopers the oh what else was there um i mean even the gun from the mandalorian that was from the star wars christmas special back in 1978 or whatever it was just like there was a there was a bunch of um fan service that that's what i'm thinking of yeah i it i i noticed all that too it didn't bother me because i haven't like I haven't been watching much Star Wars content recently, so mm-hmm. it didn't bother me too much because they didn't linger on it. Yeah, it's really just, it depends what you're in the mood for. If you want fan service, it gave it to you. If you want new stuff, it gave you that too. So yeah. I really like the second half, the whole the, the whole battle scene um, with IG-88. That was, or I, uh, sorry, not IG-88, IG-11 because he's a brand new droid. Um, and then the reveal at the end was, was pretty cool. That's, oh, a, yes. that's a good way. That was a good way to get your, uh, yes. uh, get your audience coming back for more. So spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the episode, uh, there's a little baby Yoda in here. That's the, yep. Yep. I was wondering who the target would be and it's a yep. little baby Yoda. Yeah, that was, um, I was really con- I, I that thought never went through my head. I, I did remember at the beginning of the episode, they talk about it being 50 years old, the target. And then they get to the, the ball at the end, the little, the little crib thing. And it just looks like a ball. It doesn't really, you can't really tell what it is. And when the fact that you, just when they open and you see the little ears come out, that was, that was pretty cool. That was, uh, I think that was done really well. And yeah. it sets up a lot of questions and a lot more fun for future episodes. I did not, you know, I never thought about the the mechanics of aging for whatever Yoda's uh, species is, right? But you know that I thought that was very clever, very smart. I didn't think it was too uh, getting cute, which is a it's is actually like a very hard balance to do, like to have something that's 
kind of a gimmick, but have it feel uh, earned and still interesting and clever. Right. So, and, I mean, and we know we know nothing about Yoda's history, really. We know nothing about his species history. Really, the only two pop-ups. I was going to ask you are, that. Yeah. The only the only other one is in Episode One is uh, Yaddle, it's that female uh, Jedi that's on the Council. She's the only other one we've seen. So this is the third. What and they've still never said what their species name is. So they will. I mean, we. So we got a little bit, we got a little tidbit that uh, they age really slow, um, but we still didn't get their species name. We didn't get anything else. So huh. it's, uh, it was fun. Uh, just like just to give that little little tease and that was it. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach. Well, we have spoken. Um, what, if, have you evacuated today? I need to evacuate for the first time. I, ha- I have evacuated today. <laughs> but I've also, well, I've also been up for... Three and a half hours at this point. So. Oh yes. Okay. Well, you've been awake since what? Just over six. Just before six a.m. Yeah. yeah, about five forty-five. Yeah. So I I, I woke up at four forty-five and or sorry four thirty and I was like this is too early. I hit the snooze button and I woke up right at five a.m. with my second alarm. <laughs> right on and time. Just. just- and just for you, those that uh, need a reference point, I'm on the East Coast. Chad's on the West Coast. Yes, so I, I woke up at 5.45 Eastern time. Chad woke up at the first time at 4.30 a.m. Pacific time, so yes. 7.30 my time. Yes, 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 just so we're, we're clear here. Um, yeah. uh, one other thing that we did start to mention on, just wanted to get in just real quick, the Disney Plus. Did you have – I had issues streaming yes. on my TV. Okay. Okay, I wanted to get into this too. Um, you, so you're watching it on your TV? No, well, so I, that's what I started. I, I downloaded the app this morning on my TV. When I go to the TV app, you can't select it. You can click on Mandalorian, but you couldn't select an episode. Nothing else popped up. But on your phone, on my phone it did. So my next thing was, okay, I'm going to go to my phone and Chromecast it. Um, I did it, and Chromecast isn't like Chromecast would not broadcast it to the TV. No. Um, so my last resort is I just I watched it on my on my computer on my on my laptop and it it came through perfect. It came through in whatever better than HD quality. It looked really good. So so I don't, I, maybe they just having some issues with the app because the on the just on the web page worked just fine. Yeah. So I never tried the app. I just went straight to the web page on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um and. I what I so when I got to the splash page I guess you call it and I clicked on the Mandalorian it wouldn't load and I tried other uh series and shows as well and they wouldn't load um I'm not sure exactly how I got to it but I think I went down to like a different option selected it and then it showed up as an episode I could watch and I clicked on it but it took a few tries and I was kind of worried um, yeah, I was I was getting a little worried there that I wasn't gonna be able to watch it. That there was just too many bugs at the beginning. I well, mean, obviously the brand it's a brand new app. They're gonna have bugs. Yeah, the the I think it's I'm not sure what the the technical issue is, but the the stuff in the background, like the um um the the the, the technology that's supporting the architecture that's supporting all this is tried and true. It's the same BAM tech, I think it's called. That mm-hmm. that they use for uh, MLS and sorry not MLS MLB, um, ESPN all oh, that stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's, you did tell me about this. Yeah, so Disney bought the technology. I'm pretty sure they bought it outright from uh, the company that 
that used to do it for MLB. I guess I still do it for MLB. But right. um, but I think it was an MLB company at one point. I'm not sure. But it's uh, well-regarded. I'm sure the... the I Actually, given um, the amount of people who are trying to probably watch right now... Right. I'm not surprised that they had some problems, but... I'm hoping it's really just on like the front end, uh, like interface of the of the of the website and the app. I thought right. it was weird that they didn't let you download the app beforehand. I was getting a little worried about that. I was like, why can't yeah. you just send out yeah. the app? Yep, I tried it this morning, or I tried last night at ten o'clock before I went to bed. It wasn't there yet. So yeah, but it was there. It was there at five five forty five this morning. The first thing I did when I woke up was try to download it, and it was there. Yeah, so I guess that's that's you know fine. I just leading up to it yesterday, I was like, what's going on? But you know, trusted yeah. Disney, and they delivered. Yeah. Are you yeah. are you gonna do the uh, ESPN Plus plus um, Hulu bundle? Uh, probably not. Not at least to start. I this is actually way with this coming out and Rick and Morty starting back and just all the fall tv shows this is the, the most tv i've had to watch in a long time so and i don't have that much free time to begin with so yes i'm probably not going to do that for now unless unless that disney plus package or something dumb like that uh i i i doubt they do that not not at the moment um yeah. have you scanned through all the different series and miniseries and and just the immense amount of content that's available on disney plus right now the only thing I really went through um, that I just did a quick look this morning. I obviously looked at what all the Marvel movies were. They seemed like there was probably a little more than half of the 23 or so movies. Obviously, there's still some that are tied up in like Netflix, and they're probably not going to put the the, the Marvel or the um, Spider Man's one on there because they're Sony. And there's um, I'm sure there's other ones tied up. It did have all the Star Wars movies except um, the Last Jedi, which I think is still tied up in Netflix. Um, it had the Clone Wars. It had all the Rebels episodes. It had, I think, it had all the Pixar movies except like uh, maybe the the newest. The only one I didn't see was Toy Story Four. Mm, um, yes. I didn't. I didn't go through any of the classic movies, but I'm uh, I'm assuming all of it, those are on there. So and I, there, and the the World According to Jeff Goldblum was there. So. Yes, I didn't realize. Uh, I I forgot what shows would be available as originals from mm -hmm. the from the jump, but I'm actually surprised this way. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen originals available right away. That's pretty good. I'm that's pretty good for day one. Yeah. There's only more coming. And I went through and I just started like scanning around and there's a lot of stuff that I have never heard of that is available and I think it could occupy a lot of time. Nick, like Disney's off to a great start. Yep, I think they're. Uh, it's a, to me, it's a, the best value you can do for streaming right now. I mean, I we did the we did the order ahead bundle, so it ended up being four bucks a month for three years. I mean, that's that's pretty ridiculous. That's less than the that's less than pretty much any cup of coffee at Starbucks for. Yeah. <laughs> For, for this much this much content yes yes i don't know how they're gonna you know they're gonna raise the prices later on or what but yep. um i mean it's still three years for four dollars a month which that's kind of crazy to think about yeah yeah hopefully it's not like uh 
Hopefully they're not like drug dealers and raise the price to like 40 bucks a month after uh, after three years. I think they will make most of their money or they'll they'll bring it up probably like, I don't know, maybe double the double the amount, make it 15. But I think right. the real money maker for Disney will be when they get people to bundle everything together. It's, yeah. I think it'll end up being like 70 bucks or so maybe with Hulu Live mm-hmm. if you offer Hulu Live. Um, but the real value will be that viewers will be watching Disney stuff. And if they decide to do ads for whatever reason, um, they'll have a real premium in that they can say, you know, we know our viewers, we are, they're watching our stuff. We have the premium content, pay us a little bit more and we'll deliver in a, in a time and setting where it is appropriate. Yep. So... We shall see. We shall see. All right. This okay. Is, this is Chad. This is Zach. We're signing off. Let's see you on All the right. other side. Take it easy. May the force be with you. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say it. Then don't say it. Okay. See you, Zach. Okay, bye.